Welcome to White Shores, the podcast for spiritual beings having a human experience. Let me invite you to walk once more beside me on White Shores to talk about the real meaning of life and the true power of what is unseen. Let's discuss dreams, intuition, manifesting, as above, so below, angels, afterlife, the science of consciousness, and other infinite possibilities within and all around you. I hope every episode informs, inspires, and illuminates. So, now the scene is set, allow the grey rain curtain of this world to roll back and all to turn to silver glass. Let's walk barefoot together on the gentle, glistening sands of white shores to see what mystery lies beyond the material. Thank you for arriving safely on White Shores, a far green country under a swift sunrise. My guest today is Australia's most trusted and sought after psychic medium and host of the hugely popular Turns Out She's Psychic podcast. I'm absolutely thrilled she's here today, walking beside me on White Shores today, because this is actually our second attempt at recording. Her vibrations were so high last time that she kept cutting out um, our connection, because obviously she's in Australia and I'm here in in the UK. So it's a, you know, it's a big connection, but she said it happens to her a lot as well. And um, a lot of highly sensitive um, psychic people, I'm sure that you'll be familiar with this impact you have on technology. So I'm praying to the universe today because she, when I did speak to her, she was so knowledgeable, so wise, so endearing and profound. I want to share that with you. So please universe, please give us at least half an hour of a clear connection. Tracy, I'm counting on you here. Hello. <laughs> Goodness <laughs> me, that was. <laughs> Thank you, Teresa. <laughs> yeah, it, so uh, I was warned. so embarrassed. Sorry, I've warned people if it does, if if, if it's like cuts out and we have to restart, I'm going to rewarn you that this sometimes this happens with Tracy, and she said it happens quite a lot. <laughs> it does. It's um, it's kind of like um, just the bane of my existence. And for people who know me well and follow the podcast, they would know that technical issues and my vibration tend to just not go well together. And and I get so embarrassed when it's someone new, and I couldn't believe it was you that it was happening with. And I got off the call, and I just thought, oh no. <laughs> well, but no, honestly, it was it was it was. It was it was just a wonderful connection we had anyway, and I knew I wanted to. So this is our second attempt, people listening, so bear with us. I mean, it's going to happen. But actually, I, I do know some people, and, and indeed my son, he's like that. Often when he picks up a phone, things go wrong, or when he comes in a room, the television flickers. Is this a real thing, that some people have this? I mean, you obviously do. Um, have, <laughs> how do you deal with it? Yeah. Uh, well, you kind of just take as it, it comes. There's things that um, I do to lower my vibration because, you know, as a psychic medium, um, 
and a professional one, there are two parts to what I do. One of them is my consciousness. So I raise that to be able to do what I do and, and I evolve that and I expand it. But then the other part is the human vibrational frequency. And so being a natural born psychic medium, um, I naturally have a high vibrational frequency as a human, but then I do things obviously to be able to maintain an even higher one, to be able to do it on call and on demand for my clients. Um, and because I was so excited and so thrilled to be on White Shores with Teresa Chung. Um, I think my vibration was just like flying through the roof. And I think all my spirit guides with with me and I think the whole team was here to join in. And I think we kind of just blew everything up. <laughs> I was excited as well. So I think our combined thing just Probably. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that you're born with these abilities because um, mm-hmm. that, that was one question I was going to ask you are these abilities born or made um, so you've kind of answered that question but can you please tell us your story and how you first knew that you had this vibration this psychic vibration and how you learned to not harness it that's the wrong word but maybe just tap into it and use it to improve your life and obviously what you're doing now to help others. Sure. And I mean, it's an incredibly long story, so I'm going to try and keep it short and sweet. Um, but oh, um, take your time. <laughs> uh, so when I was young, I don't I don't actually now like I'm 40. I don't actually remember a time when I when I couldn't if there was ever a time as a human in this experience, whether I couldn't do what I do. But I think that um when I look back and I'm able to see my young childhood years, you know, um, I used to do some pretty strange things and never really understood um, why I was getting into trouble for it, um, why I was, you know, not, it wasn't as obvious to everybody else as things were to me because it, it wasn't just me. It was these guys too. Hey, it's not just me. Like, what about them? Why aren't they getting into trouble? And it was, it, it was a strange kind of, you know, when they say like, um, when, when a child is born with hearing issues or sight issues that aren't full, um, you know, deaf or visibility, um, that the child's unable to communicate that they're having trouble seeing and hearing because they don't know any different. And it's not until they they go to school and they're starting to do tests that other people can pick up on these classic symptoms of a child not being able to see properly or hear properly, and therefore they get tested and then they're diagnosed. So it's kind of like that with psychic, with my experience, I didn't know that I was different. I didn't know that what I was experiencing, that everybody else around me wasn't experiencing that. And I think the earliest, um, the earliest kind of real cognition of, of that was in mid high school over here. So I was about the age of 15 and I went to a girl's school and I noticed that no one cared about me. I was going through a whole heap of stuff personally and I'd go to school and no one seemed to care yet everyone cared about everyone else and every like I cared about everyone else I knew how to help people I would you know be just drawn to what people needed and to talk to them and to help them but no one was doing it for me and then I started to get a little bit more um more analytical about it and more into my my left brain of it I guess and started to think hang on a minute there are actually other things that I'm noticing too that other people aren't talking about or aren't experiencing and it was at that moment that I realized that 
the information that I knew about people was psychically received. It was given to me through my psychic abilities and my intuition as opposed to them telling me, which was obvious because they weren't telling me, but I didn't know that other people wouldn't be able to understand the same information about me if I didn't tell them. So it felt lonely and I felt very misunderstood. Um, And as the next couple of years um, progressed, uh, I was able to realize that, hey, this is, this is a thing. And I started to dabble in, you know, witchcraft, but the white witch, you know, the paganism. And I went down that typical teenage route of self-discovery and thinking, well, I must be a witch if I've got psychic abilities. Um, so I read every <laughs> witch book under the sun. And then, um, then I went and just did the, the whole 18 year old over here, you're allowed to drink and go to clubs at that stage. So I went and did all of that and did the normal things. And then I fell pregnant when I was 23. And Teresa, it was like someone turned the lights off and the music down and the volume down. Everything turned off. And it was the first, yeah, it was the first time that I'd realized how loud and how bright and vibrant and charged my experience in this human experience is. And for my entire first pregnancy, there was nothing. That's Dead interesting because you the opposite as you're growing new life and um, mm-hmm. maybe it's just because you need to rest and, and the psychic work you are doing. Um, obviously, it's, it's, it's quite can be quite draining, I would think, sometimes. So you needed, I don't know, I'm trying to work out why that would be. I wonder if there have been studies on, on psychic Me either, because... Yeah, well, my other two pregnancies afterwards were the complete opposite. So I'm not Mm. sure about um, that first one. However, I do have some theories, which is going to go off on a tangent, but very quickly, I really do feel, especially after doing some past life work um, and then some ancestral work, that this is the first human experience that I have had where I have been a mother. Yeah. And so I'm wondering whether there is a correlation between that and that, but I don't know. That's a whole nother podcast episode, I think. But um, it was it was definitely a, um, a very um, it was it's a very strong standout moment of me being a psychic medium and a born one, um, where I panicked and I thought. I'm not sure I'm going to know how to function if this stuff doesn't come back. Like what if what if this is the way life goes right now and I can't believe this is how everybody else lives. Like how 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 are they functioning? How do they how do they even know who they are without without this this intuitive intelligence and this intuitive team. Um and so that literally the day that my first son was born, it all came back and it was just like Oh, the sigh of relief that I had. Everyone was thinking that I was dealing with, you know, the adrenaline and the endorphins that happen when you first have a baby. And I let everyone think that, but I think the biggest part of the adrenaline and the endorphins was that my abilities were back and I felt like myself again. Um, And so I then went on a little bit more of a, a more mature and I guess adult way of looking at things. And I started to engage with a mentor for the first time, um, who is a professional psychic medium over here in Australia and is very well known. Um, and then I had another child. And when that child was born, 
um, he was a twin and we lost his twin in utero. And then when he was born, he was born um, dead. And they actually brought him to life outside the womb. Um, And when they put him on my chest, I didn't know he was alive. I still thought that he was dead. And they put him on my chest. And then all of a sudden, I just felt this tiny little suckle. And I was like, oh my gosh, he's alive. And then I heard a voice from spirit say very clearly, he's here to do great things. And I just took a deep breath and I thought, ooh, I'm in for a ride because I think <laughs> I think he's probably going to be like me. And um, so much of the experience during pregnancy and his conception and his birth made so much sense as soon as I heard that voice. And I finally relaxed into thinking, okay, maybe all of this has been about him, not me. Maybe it's just that I'm the mother that's here to prepare him for his greatness in life. So fast forward a couple of years and he's sitting there eating his Vegemite sandwich, watching the Wiggles and he's three, (laughs) he's three and he's just watching the Wiggles and I'm sitting behind him on the couch, just flicking through my phone. And he, he just casually takes a bite of his Vegemite sandwich and goes, mom, did you know there's such thing as ghosts? And wow. I literally, I love this. I, I love know. This. I wrote a book actually, Angel Babies, once about all these. I'd love to do an episode actually about psychic children and things. Oh, how wonderful! Yeah, do it, do it. Because <laughs> I literally how... picked up, I picked up my phone and I rang my husband and I said, "You're not gonna like what I've got to tell you, but we've got another one in the family." And he's like, "Oh my god, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do?" <laughs> Um, (laughs) and so we went on this journey then of making sure that he was okay and my husband needed to like he doesn't have a psychic bone in his big toe like he he really wants to but he just doesn't he's a beautiful beautiful man and to be my husband is is no easy feat but he's very (laughs) open-minded um and he's very accepting and so um I ramped everything up with my mentor and I really learned how to protect my energy I learned how to turn it off and on because I didn't even know that I could do that apart from being pregnant and I felt like that was a bit of an anomaly in the whole situation as opposed to something that I actually had a choice to do so I'd been walking around for 27 years open the entire time and I was experiencing things where I was living in a in a reality that didn't exist to everybody else so mm-hmm. I for a lot of my life I remember walking into um, shopping centers like big complexes and always feeling like I was being stared at. Like I would walk past people and it was like everyone would lock eyes with me in that awkward lock eyes kind of catch someone's eye and it's a complete stranger and you quickly look away, but they wouldn't look away. And it wasn't until my mentor explained to me, actually, that happens quite a lot and they're not humans, they're spirits. And that's why it's because they know you can see them. Wow, this is fascinating. And that (laughs) feeling of being stared at, actually, I'm sure a lot of people would have had that at some point in their life. But when it's spirit people you're seeing as well, incredible. So when did you decide that you were going to do something with these psychic gifts obviously it must have been absolutely mind-blowing knowing you've had them when did you decide I'm going to do what you do now which is the, the podcasting and mm-hmm. and the helping and the talking and showing people I guess what you're showing people is also that they have that ability in them as well and not to fear it yeah so when, 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 um, when I decided I've got to do something with this this has happened for a reason 
Well, that was that wasn't something that I consciously chose. It kind of chose it for me. So because I had stayed open for so long, I'd already showed signs of getting sick, um, and my energy had started to be um, had become really, really weak. And I got really sick, and I got diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Um, and this was going back just after my daughter was born, so eight years ago. Um, and Fast forward four months after that diagnosis, it ended up being a misdiagnosis. And what actually was happening was I was completely void of all iron stores and B vitamin. And so those symptoms mimic MS, but I was about a month and a half out of complete organ failure and heart failure. So we caught it in time and it was a very quick recovery. It's a series of iron infusions. And then I was back. But what it did for me was make me realize you know, that I think my connection with spirit was very strong. Sorry to jump in. It's just that okay. I think there are studies actually um, at Windbridge about iron deficiency, um, B vitamin deficiency, immunodeficiencies as being a kind of a trait of people who have advanced psychic and mediumistic gifts. That's really interesting that you're you're mentioning this because um, there are lots of research now trying to find similar traits you know, to understand yeah. it, to understand it. So that's very interesting. Why the iron deficiency, the, the anemia, that's, that seems to be quite common too. Interesting. Mm, Sorry, I was just, just thinking out loud there. And also you're, you're doing it again because I'm letting it happen, but people listening, they will hear sometimes like a moment of silence and then Tracy comes back. But luckily the sense is all there. So she's doing it again with her vibrations. <laughs> I'm sorry. But carry on, just no, no, just carry on. Just be you. Do you? <laughs> so, um, so what I'd worked out was that obviously my connection with spirit was very strong, and that was something that I was well into being able to understand and manage and bring some kind of sense of form and framework to it. Um, and I also knew that my my mental health was starting to improve as well because I was starting to understand my my spirituality much better. But what I was hyper aware of at that point was that my physical body was failing the whole situation. It's kind of like if I was sent here to do something, then my physical body is not coming to the party and I better do something about that. And there's lots of reasons why it wasn't, including things like sexual abuse and alcoholism and drug addiction over my years. So there were many reasons why I had detached from my physical body and kind of ignored it and and let it you know wither away but I I went on a mission to basically connect with my physical body and my husband is an ex-natural bodybuilder so I decided that I would join a natural bodybuilding competition knowing that I wasn't going to go to win a trophy what I was doing was a journey to find myself and to make friends with my body and so fast forward 12 weeks later I'm on stage I ended up getting second place I'm getting up off stage And I hear that voice again, that same voice from when Luca was born. And that voice says, it's go time. And I didn't really understand what it meant. I thought it might have been referencing some kind of action that I'd just taken in a green like string triangle bikini and six inch stripper stilettos and primped hair and makeup, which is not me in general day to day (laughs) life. Um, And but it wasn't. And the the location that I was at was an hour away from where I live. And by the time I had gotten home in that hour, something came over me. And it, this was not something that I thought about. This was not something that I consciously decided to do. Something came over me. I Googled a picture of the Northern Lights because it's my favorite like bucket list place to go. And then I put some text over the top of it. And I said, Tracy Dimmick, professional psychic medium now taking bookings. And I posted it to Facebook, my private page. That was in 2017 and 
I'm a visual merchandiser by trade, loved my job, had a great job, earned lots of money doing it and was very good at it. And I had no reason and no intention to ever stop doing it. And that day changed everything. So I got my first booking a week later. And then I got two bookings a week. Then I got three bookings a week. Then I got four bookings a week. And now I read anywhere up to 20 people a week. I coach all over the world. I mentor all over the world. I've written the book. I, I you know, it's it's um it's just become what I know I am here to do. And it's never really been something that I chose to do. It's something that I know I'm here to do. And I'm trying to be the greatest expression of that. And I'm trying to do it with spirited determination. And I'm trying to teach and I'm trying to normalize and I'm trying to raise consciousness. And I know I'm not the only one, but I'm damned if I, if I don't, um, you know, do what I'm here to do. And so I'm going to just keep going until I feel like they're saying you've done what you're here to do. See you later. Off you go. Oh, you are a breath of fresh air. This is music to my ears, what I'm hearing. (laughs) It's absolutely wonderful. And thank you for being on this path and doing what you're doing. And I'm so glad, you know, that's why sometimes social media can be so helpful that you did that in 2017. But obviously, a lot of people post on, on social media saying they're psychics or healers or mediums, but not all of them would get a reaction. So something about your vibration attracted people to that and set you on this this course um, of that I'm, I'm absolutely sure but if people come to you for a reading I'm, I'm always very curious about that because a lot of people think I am actually a psychic or a medium I'm not I'm fascinated by it and I think I'm highly intuitive but I don't have clients so if someone comes to you for a, for a reading I, I assume it's done via zoom these days now what yeah. what happens what can they expect do you ask them to come with a question uh, how does it happen and could no. you also in that, sorry, lots of questions. Could you in that just explain the difference between a psychic and a medium? Now you are greedy, you're both, but <laughs> could you explain the difference? Yeah. Okay. So um, the difference between a psychic and a psychic medium is that a psychic has one or all of the psychic abilities um, that exist within the language of intuition. So intuition is a language that the spiritual realm speaks and the psychic abilities are the dialects is how I like to explain it. So as a psychic, you can have one, you can be really fluent in one of those dialects or you can be fluent in all of them. I happen to be fluent in all of them. And then a medium is someone who can use those psychic abilities and that intuition language to be able to communicate with people who have passed over into into the afterlife. The difference between what makes someone able to be a psychic and able to be a, or able to be a medium opposed from a psychic is two reasons, which I'm going to go back to what I said before in terms of there's the two parts to the whole thing, which is the consciousness and then the frequency, the human frequency. So a medium would usually be someone who has um, a soul, like a, their soul would generally have a higher level of conscious evolution within itself. So the spirit that I, that, you know, the spiritual being having the human experience right now is going to come down to earth with a slightly more evolved level of consciousness. And then also 
with an evolved level of consciousness usually comes the ability to be able to raise your vibrational frequency. And over time, as your soul evolves, the frequency of it evolves too. And and I'm sure I'm telling you things that you already know, but as as your consciousness expands, your frequency rises. And when you come down and have your human experience, you're naturally with that higher frequency as well. So a medium is someone who is able to really access um, those higher, much higher levels um, of um, of functioning, I guess. So that's the difference between a psychic and a psychic medium. Does that does that make sense? <laughs> Hello. Hello, Tracy. Hello. <laughs> Yeah, that answers my question greatly. But if people came for for a reading now, can you tell me how, just talk yes. me through that that process and what how would they would do sure. it and how it happens? And Yep. So I'm an entirely cold reader, unless, of course, you're a repeat client, um, which has that just been That doesn't mean she's cold-hearted, everyone. That means she doesn't <laughs> use it. Because <laughs> sometimes people don't know these terms. But, you know, it doesn't mean she's True. cold and horrible and she's going to tell you to sort yourself out. She's lovely. She won't do that. Yeah. So. Uh, well, you'd be surprised. It depends. If Spirit's telling me to tell you that, then I will. <laughs> great, great. Sorry, um, I'm just I'm being my No, that's okay. I'm, I'm exactly the same. It's all good. So um, I am a cold reader, which means that I, I do, I actually prefer to know absolutely nothing about the person that I'm sitting with. Um I don't need to know. I never have needed to know. So I feel like if I was to start asking for things from people, then I feel like it's not doing it the way that I do it. And I wouldn't want to interfere with the way that the way that I do it. Um, and so first of all, what happens is before I start a session, um, I will shuffle um, my deck of cards that I've had forever. And it's sort of like a, an extension of me, but I shuffle it and I ask the card to come to the front. That's going to give me an idea of the person's energy that I'm stepping into. I wait for that card to come through. And immediately with that, it's like my gateway into their energy before I've even seen them, before I've met them, before I know what they look like, before I know anything about them and can bring any kind of bias or human judgment. But then what I will say very quickly is a script in. So my script in is guides of the highest truth and compassion. Please work through me and with me so that I can serve Teresa for her highest good right here, right now. And that is Tracy. Yeah. So that is Tracy. um, And I'm going to speak about myself in the third person for a second. Not that I normally do that, but um, I, uh, I, that that's me leaving me. And, and Tracy's safe, she's fine, she's grounded, she's fine, but I step into that altered level of consciousness where I'm not Tracy anymore. You know, I'm the spiritual part and we like to call her Tracy Stacy, which is another long story, but she's got a name, Tracy Stacy. <laughs> and so I step into Tracy Stacy and then I bring the client in and I will show them the card and I will say, is this your energy? Have I got you? I sort of elaborate a little bit more on what the card's talking about and what might be coming through. And then I ask them what they want from me. Why are they here for this hour? What is it that I can do to serve them? How can I, how can I best serve them right here, right now? And they'll let me know whether they want to speak to people that have crossed over, whether they want guidance about their present situation or the future. And at that point, I just let them know very quickly that I'm going to start using the term they. When I refer to they, I'm referring to your spirit guides. These are the highest part of your conscious soul. So 
I tap into the highest part of your awareness of self. And that is where I find all the information that I get. I am always getting the information from them that I'm about to share with you unless I state otherwise. And the other ways that I receive that information is by your loved ones in spirit that have crossed over. And when they enter, I will let you know when they are here. Um, I like to take people very quickly through the process of how that works for me. So I always just sense them arriving and they always arrive on my right side behind my shoulder so I can't see them, but I feel the energy enter. My left side is blocked off for any entry. So if any spirit does come through my left side, then I know that that's a walk-in. I call it a walk-in. So it's not someone connected to the person that I'm reading for. It's just someone who's seen that my light is on and can come in, but left side stays shut. They come through my right side. I know that they're there and I'll just say, look, I have um, uh, spirits here. I can usually tell whether there's one, two, three, or however many there are. When they're ready to step into my peripheral, I will introduce them. So when they step into my peripheral, they stay kind of standing right beside me. And I don't need to turn my head to look at them because I can see them in my mind's eye, but I know they're standing beside me and they look at the person in front of me. They look at the person that they're here, that they're connected to, and they look at them the entire time. Um, And then from there, they're using my psychic abilities, my language of intuition to be able to impress whatever it is. And then I'm interpreting and then I'm delivering. Um, I encourage questions. I also um, encourage questions, you know, for, for my process, but I also encourage obviously questions for their loved ones in spirit. I allow people to record. I allow people to write. I allow people to do whatever they need to do because it's not about me. It's about them. And I know I'm safe. I know my boundaries and I've been doing it my whole entire life. And I know that this has nothing to do with Tracy and everything to do with the purpose and the service. And so I'm here for them and I'm here for the spirit realm. So it usually ends with hugs. People will usually ask to hug and I know that they want to ask, but they might be too embarrassed or shy. So I'll just say, do you want to hug? Um, and usually it's, um, usually it's a very sweet exchange and share of, of a mutual kind of shared experience and love on a level that not many people get to experience. Um, yeah. yeah and then usually people. Virtual hug, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. True. Yeah. I'm so, I'm so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm so used to seeing people in person that that's kind of the process that I was thinking about when I was visualizing it in, in my head of what I'd go through. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that's the process. Is, is a part of your thing is also encouraging people to go away and believe in their own inner psychic, their own inner, inner, inner medium to, have that ability themselves um, well not not necessarily um not not necessarily the mediumship aspect because it can be dangerous like it's a little bit irresponsible if i um you know say to people go do this and this and this when they don't have the the awareness of being able to protect their energy Shut and down. to cleanse it and to Shut ground it I, I understand that but to just sort yeah. of to, that they i mean i'm very conscious of people becoming dependent on on psychics and mediums that's something I, I don't doesn't sit well for me I do understand going to a psychic and medium for help and, and a launching pad but I'm very much about empowering people to make their own decisions I mean is that part of your reading as well absolutely and I don't say anything but and you know very very often people will say how to how soon is too soon to come back 
My answer is pretty mm. standard. I don't want to see you again until you have done everything that they have given you, all the guidance they've given you. I don't want to see you until it's all come round and come into manifestation, come into reality. I don't want to see you again minimum, sorry, like minimum six months, ideally once a year, unless something major happens. If you have something huge in your life occur and you feel that you want guidance to help you and assist you and empower you through it, then I'm here for you. But, but I, I don't want to see people regularly. I, I don't want to. It's um it get it actually feels disrespectful for both parties and for my own my own time, if that makes sense. So I feel like if you're gonna consult spirit and you're not gonna do the what you know, if you're not gonna act on the guidance and receive the guidance that they're giving you, then why keep coming back for more? You know, spirit's not here to be oh, abused. That is beautiful. As I say, music to my ears. This is lovely. And I'm conscious because it keeps cutting out, but I think we've got the recording your end, Tracy, and this is such golden material you're sharing. Um, I, I just want to to snatch this recording <laughs> so that it doesn't disappear. But I must just quickly ask you to, first of all, the important thing is people who've heard you and been touched, which I know they will be and want to maybe reach out to you, not necessarily for a reading, but just to find out more about you, listen to your amazing podcast, read your books, just find out about with you and connect with you further because you're well known in Australia, but I'm aware White Shores has listeners all over over the world but of course today you don't have to be in person in Australia to, to to connect with Tracy you can do it virtually could you just give the best way to connect with you sure it's just my my website so everything's on there and it's just tracydimek.com.au and that's dimek d-i-m-e-c-h yes and tracy and tracy why <laughs> So T-R-A-C-E-Y-D-I-M-E-C-H dot A-U. Dot com dot A-U. Dot com. I'm confusing it. Dot com. <laughs> I'll put it in the show notes, people, because um, I really, I love, I love with White Shores. I always want in every episode for people to have something new and exciting and a wonderful, authentic healing presence to connect with and and who can also you know show them new possibilities so so thank you so much for doing that Tracy I'm really glad we've got this connection going now I really am but before you go um just a couple of questions I I terrorize each um guest on White Shores scientists psychologists authors experts healers psychics mediums whoever they are experiences um I ask these these questions and I love comparing the answers it's entertaining but um the first one is going to be know. easy for you <laughs> can you give me a dream that you've had a recent dream or any dream really that you have felt was really significant I'm talking about nighttime dreams because I'm most well known I guess as a dream decoding author sure so um I I had a dream that was terrifying and it was a dream where I was in a car and this was recent and I was um I was in the driver's seat but I wasn't driving the car but I was in the driver's seat and the car was going up this really 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 steep mountain and we got to the top and it was nighttime we got to the top of the mountain and all of a sudden the car just started to fall backwards really really fast oh. like it was going to fall to the bottom and 
I turned and I saw trees and everything flying past me. It was flying backwards. And I turned around and I saw um, one of my children in the back seat of the car, but he was really young in the dream. And I reached over and I put my hand on his leg and I squeezed it as if to let him know that it's going to be okay. And I was petrified thinking we're going to hit the ground. And then I woke up like as as what I would assume would be hitting the ground, but I woke up just going, <gasps> and because it was kind of this shock to the system that, oh my God, like I have just, I have just died or I have just fallen to the ground and I don't know what happened. And so it really, really rattled me. So that's a dream. <laughs> oh, it's, I mean, for me, vehicles like direction in life. And of course it's challenging what you do, the uphill struggle. And you, you mentioned that your son may well be psychic like that, and he may well be frightened of this journey. And you're kind of saying, look, it's okay. This is the way forward. Mm. That's how I see it. So fantastic. Another very quick question. Um, astrology is exploding at the moment, especially since COVID people have been so interested in these ancient processes that, you know, that can help us. I look at it more like uh, astrology as a psychological self-help tool to know yourself better Hmm. would you mind sharing what your sun sign is and are you are you true to your sign (laughs) Teresa I have never been more true and I will tell you something interesting I am a triple Gemini oh love it my goodness when you get the triple threat like that when you what sun rising and moon uh wow and born on the second all the amazing communication of course is the key with Gemini and you are taking Mm -hmm. communication to an extraordinary level Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah you know pushing the boundaries of communication um you know this life I'm going to next life (laughs) I love it Mm -hmm. couldn't get a more oh fantastic and then the final question is this song the 12 days of Christmas or spirit, as this is a non-religious podcast, it's a spiritual one. Is that? Do you know the song "Partridge in a Pear Tree," "Turtle Doves," "French Hens," "Calling Birds"? That one, five gold rings, six yes. geese are laying. You know, um, I can go through the quickly the sim. Is there one symbol of those twelve that particularly resonates with you, and why? Oh, um, hang on a second. What are they? Um, on the first calling birds, gold rings, geese. Swans, maids are milking, ladies dancing, lords are leaping, pipers piping, drummers drumming. I just would love you to to choose your, what would your true love, what would you want your true love to give to you (laughs) as a present and why? (laughs) Oh, gosh. Because it's really symbolic meaning. um, The ring, can I I have two? (laughs) Can I have No, that's, see, that's... (laughs) You're a psychic and a medium, but that's enough. No, you're going to have to choose one. Just go, what does your gut say of all those, of all those days? Rings. I'm trying to, the rings, the golden rings, of course, as we are White Shores, which was inspired by my love of Lord of the Rings. Well done. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Um, I think jewellery, yeah. I I mean, I'm not sure we'd all want all that, those birds flapping around our gardening and the Lords I don't like birds. Um, I'm still appealing for some of one of my guests in this season to claim the maids are milking. I'm still waiting. <laughs> <Good> <laughs> and luck. the French hens also for some reason. Um, you know. 
the, the, the rings are popular and all the dancing and activity. And of course, the, the, the turtle doves um, and the calling birds but, and, the, and the swans. Um, but the maids, the geese and the hens. <laughs> I'm just waiting for one of the guests to change. But if you if you do know, I mean, what the meaning of that, why we sing it, at, you know, in the festive time of year at Christmas, why there, there has to be deep ancient pagan roots to that that song. Um, Absolutely, there has to be some um, more meaning. And I, I'm asking my listeners to help me so that by the end of the podcast, we all know what we're singing. <laughs> well, why. one of my podcasts is turns out she's a witch, um, and so oh. what I might do is get our resident witch um, onto that, and I might see <laughs> if we can figure that out. Please <laughs> enlighten me because I have no idea um, what what it's about. I, I, it, I mean, it is um, a religious song, but it's also, I'm sure, has got ancient roots, really ancient roots, and it's associated with with Christmas. And um, I want to know why. I want to know. Hmm. I'm going to go to bed <laughs> thinking oh, about that thank now. You Thanks, for Teresa. Me there, Tracy. I truly appreciate it, and I'm just so delighted now. I can't wait. I, it doesn't don't take this wrong. I can't wait to hit stop recording because that means I've got it. Because as long as I haven't hit stop recording, it's vanished. So I'm going to hastily <laughs> say, I love this connection um, we've got, and um, I hope it continues. And I hope you come again and talk again on White Shores and share more. And uh, thank you for all you are and all you do. We need people like you bringing compassion, connection, healing, and a bit of mystery and magic into our lives. Thank you so much, Tracy. Thank you, Teresa. Honestly, um, what a light you are. And I feel so blessed to be able to share it and to be in it and to to witness Okay, I'm going to cut you now because I get <laughs> I'm going to stop the recording. I want it. I mean, I, part of me wants to savour this. It's lovely when people say nice things, but I'm going to have to just for the sake of my listeners now stop the recording (laughs) okay (laughs) thank you from my heart and soul for being here and walking beside me in spirit on white shores sensitive kind compassionate souls like you who see beyond the material are needed more than ever today to help this earth heal and evolve If you have any questions, stories, or insights to share, I absolutely love hearing from you and aim to reply to everyone in due course. My website is www.theresachung.com. My contact email is angeltalk710 at aol.com. And you can message me via my Instagram handle, the Teresa Chung, as well as my Facebook and Twitter author pages. Until we meet again on these white shores, keep being amazing spiritual you, sending my eternal love and gratitude.